Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. And welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galena joined once again by my friend George Kurtz. How's it going, George? Well, it's going, Joe, right? It's going. Beautiful day today here in the, the Northeast, finally, but we might get some rain later. Going <laughs> to play some havoc. And yeah. I think uh, tomorrow as well, we're going to play some havoc with uh, some baseball. We've got game three of the Stanley Cup uh, later on tonight. So uh, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, the Stanley Cup, what did you think about – there was a lot made well, – I don't know if I should say a lot, but they were talking a lot about the, pre, uh, the pregame uh, ceremony, that it was a little too much. What you, would you think about that? Oh, it's not too much. It is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, if, I've been telling people, if you're not a hockey fan, you're not going to watch the game, just watch the pregame. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just pure fun. And it's Vegas. You know they're going to put yeah. on a show. They do go overboard, sure, but it's just pure fun. And uh, I think people who are a little complaining about this are just complainers. And you're, you're right, gonna, right. And pe- you know, there are people out there we know it. You know, they, they're they going to complain. they got to complain. You know, so they're going to find something to complain about. It's been fantastic. I think it's been fun. It's been all in good fun. I thought, uh, like, when they play the Kings the first round, the goal, they have a, for those who don't know, the Golden Knights, Vegas Golden Knights, they have a, a Golden Knight, you know, a knight, an English knight, whatever you want to call them. You know, the sword, the, uh, the plate armor, whatever, they, on the ice. And in the, when they played the Kings in the round, in first round, he defeated the King in a sword fight. Okay, made <laughs> sense, right? In the second round, they were, they were playing the Sharks. So, of course, he defeated a shark. And in the third round, they, they played the uh, Winnipeg Jets, so they uh, had that night defeat a, uh, like an F-14. You know, so they, it was funny. It, it worked out perfectly. They, uh, they won on land, in sea, and the air. You know, you think about it. And then they're playing the Capitals. I thought they were gonna blow, the, the night would blow up like the Washington Monument. That's what I was waiting for them to do. I thought that would have been fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, in the, in the, the era that we live in today, that might not yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. appropriate, correct, right? blah, blah, blah. Let <laughs> them blow the White House up, right? Would anybody care about that? Uh, <laughs> just watch your language, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, just, just watch your language, right? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't even know who Samantha B is, by the way. <laughs> I haven't uh, heard of the person until this week. I've seen her like a, uh, she, in a lot of the promos leading up to her show. So, um, and I think she was in... She, did a cameo in another movie I saw. I really don't remember. She might have also been on one of those shows on, uh, like, a writer on the Comedy Central shows, like those, uh, like that John Stewart kind of show. You know the ones I'm talking about? Like the, yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Comedies, I, uh, never comedies heard of that are politically uh, bent. So whatever. never heard I mean, of it whatsoever. And uh, you know, I mean, well, uh, yeah, you're, everyone has now. Yeah. Uh, I was like, what, God, we, this thing blew up quick. Mm-hmm. 
well, that's the nature of what happened earlier this week, you know? I mean, you know, with the, the Roseanne's comments and all that. So it's like, come on. People it's tried just... to defend that. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, listen, if you're in the public eye like that, how do you... N- I mean, remember what Herman Edwards said, the former Jets and Chiefs coach? Uh, always think before you hit send. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Absolutely. and people just aren't doing it. I mean, come on. I then am, she tries oh, to blame oh. it on uh, Ambien or something. Yeah, it's Ambien. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, that's the culture here in uh, America, though, right? It's always someone. I, I joke about it all the time, but it's true. It's right. always someone else's fault. It's never our fault. No one right. takes responsibility for anything anymore. It's always somebody else's fault. I just feel bad for the people that lost their jobs because the writers just went back to work that day when she made her comments and uh, they were getting ready for season two. And now all of a sudden they're out of a job. But uh, there's also talk that they might try to bring the show back, but uh, focus on the character's daughter, uh, uh, Gilbert. Uh, I forget her first name, but she's Sarah, I think. Yeah, Sarah Gilbert. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I got to tell you, I Joe, talking- I, I've, I've never seen yeah. the show. Yeah. I've never, I never not saw- the new show or the old show. Never, yeah, never yeah. seen an episode. In its first incarnation, never watched an episode, never really wanted to, but uh, wasn't really surprised. But in terms of Roseanne Barr, you remember when she sang the oh, National Oh, yeah, when she grabbed the cross oh, on the National God. Anthem in San Diego. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, so she, she is what she is, you know. And, but uh, my wife was watching this uh, newest incarnation, so I watched a couple episodes. It was okay. But we were talking, me and my wife were like, you know, with all these people losing their jobs, maybe they could bring the show back and opening scene, everyone's coming back from Roseanne's funeral. You know, <laughs> something like that, which they've done in shows yeah. before, where they just yeah. kill off. I mean, I, I, but you're absolutely right. I don't feel bad for Paul. I don't even really feel that bad for John Goodman. These people have plenty of money. It's the lower yes. staffers, you know, the right. writers, the mm-hmm. uh, production staff. Those are the people you really feel for. They just lost their jobs. You know, maybe yes, they'll get yes. new jobs. Maybe they won't. But those are the ones you mm-hmm. feel bad for. I do like John Goodman as an actor. I've enjoyed a lot of the stuff that he's been a good, good character actor. Yeah, uh, yeah. As far as Uncle I agree wrote. With you. Yeah. I don't think I've ever liked anything Roseanne Barr's been in. Yeah, me neither, to tell you the truth. But, uh, well, let's let's get back to some uh, sports-related talk. I was really uh, pumped at how energized you were talking about the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. That's that's awesome because, you know, I kind of when I asked you if you liked the, the pregame festivities, you know, you're a no-nonsense kind of guy, so I was a little surprised to hear how pumped you were and how, uh, you know, happy you were. To, it's to different. You, yeah. you, now, you're absolutely right. Generally, I don't. I don't give a crap at all this, you know, all the superfluous <laughs> right. stuff. It means nothing to me. But yeah. uh, it's just been it's just been different. I think it's been great for the NHL. You know, I thought mm-hmm. the NHL was very smart. And you know, another thing I've, been, I've said for years, I thought the NHL was smart to be the first professional sports league to have a team in Vegas because mm-hmm. they had nothing to lose, right? right. And it's the NHL. It's by far mm-hmm. the fourth biggest uh, sport, I mean, including uh, the major sports, baseball, hockey, uh, basketball, and football. It's by far the fourth in popularity, yes. so they had nothing to lose by going to Vegas. Why not take mm-hmm. a chance on that market and see if things work out? And the, the market has embraced the Golden I mean, they've embraced the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. You know, and now that we're going to have pretty much uh, legal, gambling legalization all over the country anyway, there's no really... Uh, you're not worried about that anymore, just because they're in mm-hmm. close proximity to uh, the, uh, the casinos. There'll be you know, a better chance to rig a game. I'm not worried about mm-hmm. that anymore. So I, I just think it's been great for the NHL to do this. It's worked out. And I mm-hmm. wonder... You know, how will it work out for the, the Raiders when they're there in a couple of years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, the sports gambling is going to be legal state by state. Uh, and, you know, eventually I'm sure, the, if not all the states, will probably ratify uh, and make it legal. But uh, DraftKings this week, uh, if you saw, they're uh, joining in cahoots with the Resorts Casino uh, in Atlantic City, uh, partnering up with them. So, I mean, things are moving. 
They are. And listen, I don't have a problem with it. And it's not just because of the industry we're in. I am mm-hmm. a person who believes that we should be policing ourselves and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to uh, put money on a game, I should be allowed to do so. The, the government shouldn't be able to tell me I can't or I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they maybe they want to police it in a certain way to make sure everything's above board. I have no problem with that. But you should mm-hmm. not be telling me what I can and can't do. To me, it's, it's like the seatbelt law. It should be right. up to me if I want to wear a seatbelt in my car or not. I'm not hurting anybody else. It's it's my choice whether or not to wear a seatbelt. I don't want people. I just, yeah, I like I like my freedoms. I don't like the government telling me what I should and shouldn't do for things that only affect me. Mm. It is crazy when you mention seatbelts, and I'm going to go way overboard. But let's say if you're not wearing your seatbelt and you're in a car with like four other people, and you're not wearing it, and you start bouncing around, then it could affect other people. George, I know I'm just, I know it's silly, but but I, I get where you're coming from. But, but what makes you think a seatbelt's going to stop that? If you're a bad driver, you're a bad driver. I'm dri- driving home from the hockey rink last night, and there's an obvious <laughs> drunk in front of me. And this guy was uh, driving on the wrong side of the road, just missed crashing through a tree, and then he pulls into a parking line and almost went through a, st- uh, you know, made oh it a drive through at a store. It was great. All right. Well, when we come back, I want to hear what else is making George Kurtz happy. It was a weekend fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina along with George Kurtz. Rob Bo producing our show. And if you want a chance to win two tickets to a 2018 World Series game, go to dailyrodo.com slash DKMS. There you'll find a link to a free DFS baseball contest every day. The contests are sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 patients each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help and play in free DFS contests with a shot at winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series game. Go to dailyrodo.com slash DKMS. That's dailyrodo.com slash DKMS. Since we just uh, did that little uh, commercial about the World Series, real quick, George, and and we'll talk about this as as the season wears on. If you had to pick the two teams that are going to be in the World Series today, uh, who are they? Oh, for the American League, I, I go the Astros. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely um, st- I'm sticking with Houston there. I know if uh, Yankee mm-hmm. fans are going to tell you, oh, we've beaten them five out of seven. You've mm-hmm. also avoided Garrett Cole both those series. Mm-hmm. You know, he put Verlander and Cole back to back one two. Uh, that's just a, that's down, just a tough. Yeah, 
You, think, you can easily be down 2-0 before teams. you even know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Houston for the American League. National League is tougher because I don't think anyone's truly separated themselves yet. I mean, who are we worried Very about? Very interesting NL, right? I mean, right. first of all, that that NL West. We'll we'll talk a little bit about it later. That's up for grabs, right? Colorado in first there. Uh, NL Central. That's another one that's up for grabs. You have Milwaukee, the Cubs. Uh, you know, even Pittsburgh I, and St. Louis. It's. I kissed. It comes down to this. Uh, Colorado's not getting there. Okay, they're not. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, they're just not. Yeah, I can't. I just can't see that. Arizona's been free falling for a while now. They're having their issues. Dodgers. I mean, they can't stay healthy. Kershaw's now out a month. Yeah, they're just yeah, coming back off the DL, so they're a mm-hmm. they're a nightmare here. Uh, mm-hmm. So they they've got their problems. I don't have no idea who's going to win that division. And like I said, it's a nightmare. Giants are only three games out, and they're terrible. You know, they get so Madison Bumgarner back too. Yeah, so that that's, I mean, it's a long week. season. The uh, it'll wor- work its way out. I can't. I'm I'm shocked. Milwaukee's in first place. I don't know which mm-hmm. which shocks me more, Milwaukee or, or, or Colorado. Milwaukee can hit, but they can't pitch. They have no starting pitching yet. They're in first place. I think the Cubs end up winning that division. Uh, the National League East, I think, is, is great. Right, the Atlanta yeah. Atlanta Braves playing so well, but now you lost Acuna, uh, which granted it won't be a long term loss. But I love I love their young pitching. I just mm-hmm. wonder this about Atlanta. When they're going to get smart. You know, go with the young pitching. Get rid of McCarthy. Get rid of Annabelle Sanchez. Get this young pitching in that you'll win more games. Play for now. Play mm-hmm. for now. Don't don't placate these older veterans to put them in there. Play to win now. Get Soroka in there. Get Gahada in there. You know, these guys are coming back. I, that's the way I want to see them do this. Uh, the Braves could be a true threat there. But I can't see them going to the World Series. Can we say Washington? Come on, man. They they, they, they can't win a series. They always seem to choke in the playoffs. You know, the Philadelphia Phillies are probably a year too soon. Now you've lost Hoskins uh, for a DL stay. I mean, if you're going to, if I had to pick, I'll take the Cubs. I'll take my chances there with the veteran Cubs here. But I think mm-hmm. this could come down to whichever team makes, A, stays healthy, doesn't suffer a long term injury, and B, makes the right move at the trade deadline. Right. I'm with you. It's, it's hard to determine who the class of the NL is right now. And uh, it's pretty, it's been a fun ride, you know, watching uh, Atlanta, Philadelphia, basically like a, a year or two ahead of time, you know, becoming contenders. And, uh, you know, you're right, Washington, I mean, they end up making the playoffs, but just can't ever progress. At least they have a closer this year, right? And Doolittle, at least that, that they fixed that. Uh, Did but, they? Uh, I'm not so sure he's the answer long term either. <laughs> Yeah. I think that I think that could, uh, wouldn't shock me at all if that ends up being their their downfall here. Is that mm-hmm. he's a nice closer, but uh, he's not lights out. He's nowhere near lights out. You know, I know his numbers are great this year. Very so few. We're gonna we're gonna talk uh, closers with you a little later, but there are very few lights out closers anymore. Right. This, this, this is mean, true. Yeah. It's, it's it's by far the most volatile position in sports. Oh. I mean, yeah, uh, th- yeah. these guys get replaced all the time, and mm-hmm. sometimes you know it's it's a stupid position anyway. You know, the mm-hmm. save is a terrible stat. You know, oh, it's 5-2, nobody out. You're facing the 7, 8, the ninth batter. Oh, you get a save. I mean, mm-hmm. you, know, I mean, you and I could have gotten the save. I mean, come on. Right, right, So right. I'm, not, I'm never a big fan of the save stat. And sometimes the best reliever doesn't even, it's not even your closing. He's pitching the 7th and 8th inning where the game may be more on the line here. I kind of like mm-hmm. what, the Met, what the Mets did the other day. Familia pitched the 8th inning because that's when the 2-3-4 yeah. bats for Atlanta were up. And then you had, mm-hmm. uh, I forget, was Gaselman pitched the ninth inning against lesser opponents. Yes, he got and, the save, uh, yep. It'll never work out that way that teams do that because agents will have a heart attack because, mm-hmm. you know, let's face it, the save stats, what, you, what you're getting paid on. You get 45 mm-hmm. saves, you're going to make $12 million. You know, 45 holds just doesn't have the same ring to it. Right, right. 
Yeah. And I, I thought of you when I when I saw that happen because you had talked about in previous weeks, you know, not being married to to using a, a closer only in you know let's say the ninth inning. You, you brought up uh, you know rather just as an example, you brought him up. I think you said Rodriguez Chapman. If you need him uh, to get a big out or a beginning out of him, uh, let's say in the sixth inning, you bring him in there. But you bring uh, bring up a great point in terms of you know player agents, man. I mean. Many times the, the game's the not on the line in the ninth inning. You know, the game's on the mm-hmm. line in the seventh or the eighth. I mean, last mm-hmm. night's Yankee was a perfect example. You know, there was 4-1 Yankees in the eighth inning. Bases were loaded in the eighth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. that's when the game was on the line. You know, the mm-hmm. game was on the line in the eighth inning. But, of course, you're not going to bring in Chapman because he's the ninth inning uh, closer. You see it all <laughs> right. the time. You have a, or you have a, a 7-2 lead in the ninth. You have your mm-hmm. whatever, you know, blah, blah, reliever come in. And also, he gives up a couple of base runs on a run. Then you bring your closer in, rather than have the closer right. start the ninth inning. Why? Because you're playing to the save rule. Right. No, I agree with you. Uh, I don't know. Where should we go? Should we should we uh, start talking about? I mean, we could basically in the show basically do three hours on injured players. <laughs> I mean, when you look at. Uh, I mean, we're, we're going to be talking uh, a little fantasy football in the middle of our show, like we've been doing the past few weeks as well. But uh, let's let's start with uh, some some of these players that went down this week. Uh, you mentioned Clayton Kershaw, and uh, you know we uh, were waiting for him to come back off of the DL. He had a biceps injury, right? Uh, comes in Thursday. Uh, his velocity was down a bit. Fastball topped out at about 90. Uh, it had averaged just under 92 in uh, his first seven starts of the season. I mean, he didn't pitch bad. I mean, uh, 15 swings and misses on 62 pitches. Uh, but he uh, threw his slider 50% of the time, which uh, he usually throws it like 35% of the time. So, you, you know, there was some something brewing there. But uh, uh, he was taken out after 62 pitches, had an MRI. Uh, and uh, MRI, no damage to the discs in his back. But it looks like... There is some issue with his back because he's going to be gone for the same a month. Yeah, they said a month. So you're looking at uh, you know July somewhere around there, maybe the All Star break. Once everything comes around, there are a lot of warning signs with uh, Kershaw. He oh, gets yes. hurt. You know, we get on Steven Strasburg all the time mm-hmm. for being injured. Kershaw is just as bad. He's always hurt mm-hmm. now. And I'm curious yeah. to see if he opts out of this contract, are the Dodgers going to give a bigger deal? I mean, he's hurt every he, year. He, can, he can't. He can't opt out after the season. And that, I'm wondering. That he's had. And actually, there are other warning signs as well. His average fastball velocity of the season is a tick under 91. That's almost mm-hmm. two miles per hour slower than last season. You right. know, uh, almost two and a half from the season before that, almost three from the season before that. So mm-hmm. he's having issues with his velocity. Uh, you, I thought you were being kind, saying he topped, uh, oh, well, I think it's one against what, what we call stats. He may have topped mm-hmm. out at 90 in his last start, but really he was throwing 87. I mean, he wasn't throwing his fastball at all. He was going all off-speed stuff, and that was right. there were major red flags while watching that game. That something was up there. Now you're hoping mm-hmm. it's the back, you know, and fine, he'll be healthy in a month. But uh, I said he's 30 years old now. You know, this is not a young pitcher anymore. He's getting up there. A lot of innings that have yes. uh, been on that arm. You have to wonder, maybe he's not going to be that guy anymore. You know, maybe mm-hmm. he's just not going to be that that true. Lockdown ace. Not if he can never stay healthy, if the velocity keeps going down. Like I said, if you can't get that velocity up there to 92, 93 anymore, you've got some problems here. If you're looking at the, mm-hmm. one of the biggest busts so far, fantasy-wise, Clayton Kershaw is it. Yeah, and uh, you're right. There have been some warning signs. Uh, has spent time on the 
disable list with back trouble in each of the past two seasons. But hey, I mean, if you're a fantasy owner, you invested a first round pick in him. And I was, you know, not to say that I'm some kind of genius, but I was off of him last year, you know, uh, and I keep on bringing this up, being a, a New York Yankees fan and seeing what back troubles did to uh, Don Manley. I know he's a hitter and, and Kershaw is a pitcher, but uh, back issues can really derail your career. So, uh, I mean, as a baseball fan, you hope that uh, he could be uh, come back and, and be the Clayton Kershaw that we enjoy watching. But, uh, I mean, if you're a fantasy owner, like I said, you, you invested a first-round pick. Uh, you have no choice but to ride it out right now. I mean, you, you're not going to drop him. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be able to trade. What are you going to get for him if you offer him up in a trade? Nothing. Well, that's the issue, right? You're certainly not going to drop him. That'd be silly. You know, uh, <laughs> you know what are you in, an eight-team league if you can do that? Uh, <laughs> trading him? I mean, you could try and trade him, but obviously you're selling incredibly low. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you hoping for? 50, 60 cents on a dollar here? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the bet. No one's going to pay you anyway near full price. That's that's not going to happen, you know. Right. So uh, you pretty much got to you know eat it right now. You know, I don't have yeah. to worry about it because I I will I don't take a pitcher in the first round. Yeah, you know, I was never mm-hmm. big on that. Any I will take a pitcher in the first two rounds, probably the second round, yeah. but not the first round, as uh, for various reasons. I want to get my hitting. They cover more categories, and also because in this day in this day and age of the ten day DL. Man, it's so easy to put these pitches on a DL and have them miss a start or two because it's just—it's not three starts, it's not four starts. Uh, mm. The ten-day DL has changed the game in my mind. I don't want to say dramatically, but it's changed the fantasy game here because these players go on the DL all the freaking time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we ha- actually had an issue, and and uh, kind of we'll go back to the Dodgers because uh, you know Kenta Maeda is on the DL due to a hip injury. But when you mentioned that the fantasy game, the fantasy baseball game is changing. It really is. I mean, we had an issue in a very competitive 15-team league uh, where, you know, someone who was basically very frustrated. You know, he's at towards the bottom of the standings, and and he just looked at the way the league is configured, and uh, you know, he's complaining that we have seven uh, bench spots but no DL spots, and it's just, you know. You mentioned with the DL, the 10-day DL, and so many uh, players, especially pitchers going on the DL, the uh, waiver wire is just totally dry, especially in a 15-team league. Yeah, uh, the, and that's true. 15-team uh, leagues, whether you're hurt or not, there's not much on the waiver wire. There's just not. Mm-hmm. I prefer 12-team sp- leagues, right. you know, and I also prefer unlimited DL. And I know the argument's going to come down to this. You know, I believe in my, in my home league. I did this uh, the math the other day. I think I wrote about it in uh, one of my columns. I don't remember if it was the closer report or a five up, five down. But uh, in my 12-team league, there were 45 players on the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could do wow. the math. That's almost four per team. You know, mm-hmm. and I get it. You know, if, uh, by putting those players on a deal, that's 45 players that are now gone off the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. But my uh, thing has always been this. You know, it depends on how many bench spots you are. The seven bench spots is actually a lot. Most leagues only have mm-hmm. three to five, somewhere on there. Five well, that's, is a, that's the complaint. There are so many that it's making the waiver wire even uh, drier than it normally would be. I mean, it's dry because it's a 15-team league, but with the, the, the big uh, the number of bench spots available, this person's complaining that, hey, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in second to last. How am I going to build myself back up? <laughs> you know. Well, with seven bench spots, you should have had a more over, you know, yeah, yeah. He should have varied end, overall. Either way, end, it works he, out to the same. He realized re- that he was just frustrated at this at this stage, but he brought up a point that some people might be going through. My point, my point, however, uh, was this: uh, the reason I prefer unlimited DL slots and not uh, have, have any kind of limitation is because 
listen, most leagues are five bench. Now, I, I, I have leagues where I have 10 guys on a DL. 10. Uh, that's not a joke. That's not an exaggeration. I have 10 freaking guys on a DL. You know? Right. Now, if I only have five bench spots and no DL slots, in this league, this happens, you know, because mm-hmm. we don't have unlimited in this, in this league. So now I have to, I mean, if I want to field a full lineup, I have to release a player. Might be a mm-hmm. decent player because right. I have no deal. I have no place. I can't hide him anywhere. I can't put him anywhere. Mm-hmm. So now I have to release. I'm already screwed. Lost the player. So I get screwed a second time. I have to release him. Now, Joe Galina, who has to be one of the I, I, lucky, maybe, maybe he's drafted better than I did. But Joe Galina, mm-hmm. lucky. Nobody on the DL goes, ah, I'm going to claim this player. I'll put him on the DL. I'll stash him. So mm-hmm. I just got screwed three times. I had a, right, I, right. I, my player got hurt. I had to release him because I had couldn't fill a, I had couldn't fill out a full roster, and one of my competitors picked the player up. So I now got screwed right. three times for one player, right. and it can go on and on and on again. That's why I prefer unlimited. I also prefer that as soon as that you know, the little the little red DL is off his name, you have to make a move immediately, or at least by yes. the end of a lineup period to put yep, uh, someone yep. back on the waiver wire. Uh, I prefer mm-hmm. that, but I don't like. I want to take as much luck out of the game as possible, and staying mm-hmm. healthy or being you know not or being. Uh, injury prone, part of that is luck. Part of it's not. You draft injury prone players who get hurt every year. Kershaw, not, I'm not going to feel bad for you. But for the team that has like 18 injuries, it's like, you know, I say it every year in a 12 team league, it really comes down to six teams because three will be eliminated because they don't pay attention. You know, they, they stay, whatever. You know, they have something else to do. Another three will be eliminated by injuries. Nothing they can do. Not their fault. They, it just wasn't their year. It's, it's happened to me in leagues. Well, I just know, hey, not my year. I can't stay healthy. I can never feel the full team. I'm done. You know, I'll still feel. I'll still put my lineup in every week. But it's it's just that's that's the way it is. And then I'm generally battling five or six other teams to finish in the money to win that league. That's just the way I look at it. Three are gonna be eliminated because they'll either make terrible moves or just don't pay attention, and they'll you know, the teams go to the wayside. Three will be eliminated by injuries, not their fault. And you're battling the other five or six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you with the DL spots, and that's a great analysis, uh, what you just brought up, because, you know, you, you play in leagues where a guy or gal will just, you know, lose interest, uh, especially when football season comes around. So uh, I don't know about unlimited DL spots, but, you know, maybe three, four, and uh, just w- like we were talking about before with the uh, advent of the 10-day DL, y- you, you need to – I think that any new leagues need to uh, adapt a, a DL spot, so – um, so back to and uh, before we move on, I mean, you mentioned that you might have to drop someone that you might not want to. So I mean, if you're working the waiver wire, you need to check out who was dropped last week because you never know who's going to oh, be on there. I mean, I think you know. check it daily. Yeah, <laughs> even in a week because uh, once I've written about this many times as well. So just just what you're saying here, Joe, mm-hmm. because even if you're like, oh, there's no one out there, you unless you're paying attention, you don't know who someone had to release because mm-hmm. there's always guys going on the deal and there's always guys coming off the deal. So right, there are generally right. moves that have to be made almost daily. I always check the uh, waiver wire. Uh, I mean, maybe not every day unless it's a, a daily lineup league where you right. can make moves every day. But I'm checking because once again, you never know who's been put out there because someone else came back. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, when we come back, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, the Dodgers because, like we, we talked about, I mean, they, they've got some uh, major injuries and uh, to Kenta Maeda, Ross Stripling has been coming on, Walker Bueller has been coming on. We can find out uh, George's take on the Dodgers and whether or not they could uh, bounce back and maybe uh, just jump ahead and, and take this NL West again. But well, when we come back, we'll have more Weekend Fantasy Update. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I like that. I like that comeback song. There, a little rocking uh, music there, George. A little, uh, gets the blood pumping a little bit. Oh, you know me. I'm I'm always down for a little rock. A little classic rock's go. my favorite. Uh, I'm I'm stuck in the uh, '60s, '70s. <laughs> Even the uh, the uh, the pop rock in the '80s was uh, was good. But I'm a Who guy. Mm-hmm. You know, with Genesis, Queen, Zeppelin, uh, Pink Floyd, Rolling Stone. I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I... I'm right along with you, and I just saw a video. I think uh, Phil Collins was on the Tonight Show this week. Um, in the air tonight, was, was, did he do that this week? He did a pretty good version of it too. Uh, One of my I favorite songs. I'm, I'm, uh, I like uh, Genesis more than I like Phil Collins, uh, more than yeah, his yeah. solo stuff. In other words, uh, he, I think uh, his solo stuff is was good when the first couple of albums. And I thought he got. Uh, after that, I didn't like his solo stuff as much. But in the air mm-hmm. tonight, uh, I don't care anymore. Uh, right. You know, fan, fan uh, fantastic songs for me. Uh, I don't right. care. Uh, I don't care anymore. It's a great fu song. You know, right, if you right. just had a bad day and say, you know, screw the world. I, I enjoy hearing that tune uh, right. extremely. But uh, I'm a big fan. Phil Collins coming around, I believe, in this area in October. But unfortunately for me, he's playing at the Barclays rather than MSG or the Coliseum. So that that'd be a mm. hike for me. So uh, still thinking about going to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Genesis, uh, like you mentioned, I-, I like them as well. They had this kind of a unique sound to them. Uh, you know, just not your average, just heavy uh, guitar. But I like bands that have a heavy guitar. But, uh, you know, Genesis, good stuff from the 80s. I guess we're showing our age. Well, actually, they- they've been around since the 60s. That's even scarier. Yeah. Well, they were you know, different... Uh, uh, with Bill Collins, though, he didn't take over till uh, I think the '80s. But you're right. Took over late, late, uh, late '70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the? So do you know who the original singer for the Genesis was? I know. I just can't. He's on the tip of my tongue. We all know it. He's it. a very yeah, popular yeah. guy. Uh, Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Yes. Peter Gabriel. Uh, who yes. I, I actually, and it's funny. Peter Gabriel, yeah, his Genesis stuff is okay, but I love his solo stuff. You know, he, mm-hmm. he they both made the right choice there, and it's funny because uh, for those who don't, know, I guess we're doing music music history now. Phil Collins was always in the band; he was the drummer, obviously, because he could yes. play with drums. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when Gabriel left, they didn't want Phil to be a singer. They, you know, what the drummer's gonna sing? That's the way they looked at mm-hmm. it there. And the band, once he did, you know, the uh, yes, the uh, the band truly took off uh, as far as the music videos came along at that time as well. I think the first song I remember from Genesis, as far as uh, liking a lot, was "That's All." Mm-hmm. I remember that song. And yeah, Sledgehammer was uh, one of Peter Gabriel's big uh, solo hits, right, after he left the band? Sledgehammer, sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a big Red Rain guy or Shock the Monkey. Right. Those are my two favorites right. from him. He's right. got a lot of, even yeah. his later stuff. Is, like I said, I'm a big Peter Gabriel solo man. With His mm-hmm. Genesis stuff is solid, you know, right. uh, but just uh, I, I enjoy his solo stuff more. Yeah. All right, so let's, we were talking Dodgers. I mentioned Kenta Maeda on the DL due to a hip injury. 
could be reinstated next weekend. But uh, Ross Stripling has been on fire uh, when you look at what he's been doing. Uh, do you think he could? I mean, he's basically a uh, relief pitcher who's uh, getting a, a chance to uh, start some games. Uh, I look at his strand rate, 88%, a little bit uh, unsustainable there. But, uh, you know, I mean, very good K rate, 11 strikeouts per nine. Uh, slowly but surely he's been working deeper into games. Is he someone that you trust, uh, or do you think that he fades out, uh, being that he's been a reliever for his career? I think he'll probably fade out eventually. Am I picking mm-hmm. him up this week? Absolutely. I was uh, yeah. disappointed slash annoyed slash pissed that I didn't get him in my yeah. home league. You know, right. I tried, and uh, I was out, you know, what are, what are you going to do? Uh, two people higher in the Claymore got him over me, mm-hmm. and I wanted him. So uh, I, got him in, I got him in another league or two. But, yeah, I think uh, he's the hot guy right now, pitching extremely well. Dodger Stadium's a good pitcher's ballpark. Team's playing a little better, hitting a little better. So I think, mm-hmm. I think you definitely have to go for him, absolutely. Uh, do I think he's going to be this good the rest of the season? No. I, mean, I think it'll mm-hmm. come down to earth. But uh, the biggest worry for people has been, you know, what about a rotation spot? Is he going to lose a rotation spot? Well, Kershaw going over DL helps him out for at least another month. Kershaw's not no. back till July 6th. You mentioned Maeda, maybe next week. Uh, mm. Rich Hill, okay, we're talking two to three weeks away. Uh, Hinjin Ryu kid, is uh, next month. De- Dennis Santana, he had his uh, start uh, Friday night against the Rockies. Do we give him a pass? I mean, 3.5 career minor league ERA, a uh, bit of problem with, with the walks during his minor league career, but it's been getting better lately. Uh, good strikeout rates. Uh, do we give him a pass uh, for his Friday night start against uh, the the uh, Rockies? Is he someone that you look to uh, off the waiver wire? No. No, no okay. because uh, he's the he's the first guy who's going to lose his job mm-hmm. when anybody comes back. And that'd be Maeda. You know, I don't think he's the long-term answer here. Uh, he's going to stay. Uh, I just I just... I mean, you're in a deep league. You want to take a shot at him? Fine. I can sort of see it here, but he's not someone I'm going to spend a whole lot of fab on. You know, if I want to spend a dollar on just a, a what's see, what, eh, let's see what's going to happen here, what's out there. Fine. But uh, more than likely, no. What about uh, switching gears? Still with the Dodgers, but is Matt Kemp like having the quietest, amazing year so far? I mean, I'm looking at his coming into this weekend, batting 341, eight home runs, 31 runs batted in. It's almost like uh, the uh, Dodgers had done the Braves a favor. They they traded for him this year, but this guy ends up uh, he's outplaying everyone uh, in the uh, Dodger outfield at this stage. I mean, uh, w- would you trade for him in a fantasy uh, league? Would I trade for him? And you can never say never because, well, mm-hmm. what have I got to give up? I mean, mm-hmm. if you're asking me for Aaron Sanchez, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew Pomeranz, you got it. Uh, but, you know, someone of more value would really come down to how much I need an outfielder. Uh, mm-hmm. His average is great, 341. Eight home runs, 31 RBIs. Okay, that's nothing to be excited about there. Uh, so it's really the average of the before. But it's blah. Everyone's doing mm-hmm. that. You know, you're not getting any advantage there. It's a 341 average. And you have to think that's going to come down. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to keep that up. And maybe he does. Because, uh, you know, his his BIP right now is, what, 400, 398? Right. That's, that's unsustainable. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. So what happens when that comes down to more normal levels? You know, so his contact rate's about the same as it's always been. So there's nothing great there. Isolated power is up. Bottom line is this. I'll never say never to a trade with anybody. You know, mm-hmm. Mike Trout can be traded with the right offer. But 
you know, what are we, what are you, what am I uh, giving up here? That's what it comes down mm-hmm. to. What am I giving up for? I need to now feel the camp. Am I really expecting a big thing from camp where it's going to be the player he was, you know, 10 years ago? No, I'm not seeing that. So, it so basically, what you're up. not targeting him, but if it, if it works out for you, you'll take it, right? But it's not some, he's not someone that you It's not an automatic no. Right. You know, but like I said, it comes down yeah. to what, what do you, what do you expect to give you back? Right. Some other big names, um, on the DL, Mookie Betts, abdominal strain, uh, eligible to come off the DL June 8th. Uh, supposedly the Red Sox are being cautious. Uh, they don't want it to turn into a longer-term injury. So uh, we've got uh, some moving parts in the uh, Red Sox outfield. Of course, Benintendi always in there, uh, J.D. Uh, Martinez. Uh, D.H. little outfield that brings Jackie Bradley uh, back in. Uh, even saw him in right this week, which usually is a center fielder. Maybe uh, Eduardo Nunez's bat stays in the lineup a bit more. But uh, so keep keep an, uh, an eye out for uh, a lot of big names. Like I said, Josh Donaldson made it to the DL again, uh, second time this year. Left calf tightness, uh, dealt with right calf issues last year, uh, but uh, so far 234 batting average, five home runs, 16. Runs better than 137 at-bats. And you mentioned last week Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I, I don't know if this maybe opens up uh, maybe an opportunity for him to come up. But i tell you the truth, I have a feeling we don't see Guerrero till like, middle of April next season. <laughs> I think you might see him in September. Well, I'll give yeah. you a little earlier than that. Uh, mm-hmm. The problem is this. He, if he comes terrible. up in September, uh, does that affect the control that the uh, the Blue no, Jays would have No, the Super 2 is already passed, so he, he's, okay. they're fine there. Okay. Uh, or we'll be passing shortly. September, it mm-hmm. would certainly be over by September. Okay. Uh, now, for those who don't know, a Super 2 is when you get the, uh, an extra year of control. There's no set mm-hmm. date on that. It depends on how many players get called up throughout baseball. So no one ever mm-hmm. knows an exact date. You know, but generally, yeah, it just yeah, somewhere in, in mid-June, <laughs> it, it's over. Some years it's earlier, mm-hmm. some years it's later. But by mm-hmm. September, it would certainly be over, which is why you always see these players get called up in September. Uh, oh. The problem with Guerrero is this. He can't play defense. He's a great. Mm-hmm. He, he's ready to hit now. Absolutely. He's only 19. It's a kid. You know, Jays aren't going average. Rich. 11 home runs and 53 runs batting in. Right, uh, but, 19 but he, years old, only in Double A. But you're right. Uh, the, the defense is a bit of an issue. It's not a bit. It's a major issue. He he, he can't play. And <laughs> he's really a first baseman at, at best. You know, or even a DH type. But I don't know. You don't want a 19 year old. You know, no. pigeonhole to DH right now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's not good. Do you make him an mm-hmm. outfielder? Okay. You have, uh, obviously, you'd have more value at third base. You know, especially mm-hmm. with Donaldson leaving the team one way or the other at the end of the season. Or maybe by a right. tra- trade deadline, maybe not. You know, but either way, this is his last season in Toronto. So the job is there for him. You'd like him to get third base. But his body type, and he's only going to get bigger, too. He's, already, he's got a very mm-hmm. big rear end. You know, it's, it's, it's a, uh, <laughs> this guy's, yeah. It's gonna be, he's going to have his a, rear end? Uh, it's hard to avoid. <laughs> okay, hard to miss. He, I think he's a player throughout his career. Who has he's a big career end? Him he, or Kim Kardashian? I don't. I, you know, I know who Kim Kardashian is, but I rarely see her. Uh, <laughs> but f- I think, from what I remember, probably Kardashian, which is scary, <laughs> by the way. But that's another topical. I'm not a, a Kim Chloe. You don't. Well, you, you don't keep up with the Kardashians, do you? George? No, no. All I know is they killed Bruce yeah. Jenner. 
Uh, <laughs> Bruce Jenner, the Wheaties man in the 70s. Oh, God, sad. Sad. Uh, just sad. Uh, so, yeah, I think Guerrero throughout his career is never going to have a position. I think he's going to be one of these players. Eventually, he will be a full-time DH. You know, but mm. right now for the uh, Jays, can't play first base. you got Justin Small. Can't DH him. you got uh, Kendrick Morales. Granted, Morales mm. having a horrendous season as well. Maybe you can mm. DFA him. But uh, that's going to be the issue here, a position. If he was fielding well or even average adequately right now, I think he would have been called up. But also, do you want to call him up for a week, 10 days? What are you doing when Donaldson comes back? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you do? Suppose you, I mean, I get, this would be a good thing for the Jays. You call up and he's hitting the, you know, the crap out of the ball, just crushing mm-hmm. the ball. Well, what do you do? You Who sits? <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't trade yeah. Don, you, you want to trade Donaldson, but you can't trade him right now. He's been hurt all year long and played terribly. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't trade him. Morales has no value. Justin Smoke, you probably want to keep. Although I think you would trade if the right if the right trade was along there, so I think that's also part of the Blue Jays' thinking here uh, right now is there's no advantage to bringing him up. If he hits well, we still got to send him back down. If he hits like terrible and can't field, that could hurt his confidence. So I think that and, and the Jays aren't going anywhere this year. They're not playing for anything. Mm-hmm. They're playing for a draft pick. You know they're right. they're done. You know the Jays have all the Jays have all sorts of issues. In my mind, the first two issues they better figure out what the hell is going on with Sanchez and Stroman. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, Donaldson costing himself some money. Uh, he better get healthy. I just don't know if that. I mean, the calf injuries now. He's had this for years in the past. We saw in the yeah, uh, what, the first week of the season, he couldn't even reach first base throwing the mm-hmm. ball. Now that seems to have gone away. But now, you know, it's been right now. It's looking like a lost season for Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Maybe that changes. Maybe a you know a change of clubs will help. But the Jays, when they deal him, were expecting to get a huge return. A huge return. And now, you, know, you throw him out there. You also got Mustakas out there. You got Machado who can play third base, too. Third base is loaded in the trade market. It's, it's just loaded. So they may not be able to get anywhere near the return they're hoping for. And you can make an argument if they can't. Do they just hold on to him? Or from a qualifying offer, which will almost certainly turn down in the offseason, mm-hmm. and take the draft pick instead. Yep. Uh, you mentioned issues with the uh, Jays pitching staff. I mean, uh J.A. Happ is a guy that just, he doesn't go away. I mean, he's, you know, just, you know, he's not your uh, a lights out, you know, ace. But 3.84 ERA, he's got seven wins. I mean, uh, a guy that you can get, you know, middle to late rounds in fantasy, uh, you, know, you know, someone to uh, possibly target in a late uh, season trade. I'm probably not targeting him. You know, uh, everything he said about it was true. I mean, he's a, uh, what I would call a professional player. He's a professional baseball yeah. player. You know, he's yeah. not great. You know, he's not bad. Uh, he pitches, you know, he's 3.84 ERA, so that's okay. Well, Almost uh, 11 strikeouts per nine, which is. And that's what you're looking at, but W is going to be yeah. tougher to come by because the Jays are going to yeah. trade away some assets eventually. That's going away. Sure. At yep. 35 years old, one of his numbers start to dwindle as the season goes on as well mm-hmm. also. Uh, and also playing the American League East. That's a whole lot of games versus the Yankees, Red Sox. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Orioles can hit. You know, small ballpark. So that's always going to worry me as well. He's, uh, a, I mean, like I said, he's not someone I want to anchor my attention. More of an SP4, SP5, a placeholder for me. Yeah, I agree with you. Not an anchor, but uh, if as the season wears on, uh, he might be like the finishing piece maybe to your fantasy uh, pitching rotation. Possibly, uh, but... Uh, like you said, 35 years old, so I guess you do have to be a little wary. Uh, 
Alex Reyes. We were waiting for him to come uh, back from injury, right? Off a T, uh, Tommy John surgery, uh, pitched very well in his rehab starts. I know they're against the lower uh, minor league batters, but a lot of hype surrounding him. But then he comes back, uh, right back to the DL with a uh, significant latch strain. Uh, uh, Cardinals were uh, hoping that uh, they were going to pencil him in as their uh, starting pitching going forward. It's so disappointing. This mm-hmm. guy was lights out in his rehab starts. You know, mm-hmm. the, the best pitching prospect in baseball, lights out. I don't think he ever gave a run in his re- rehab starts. He was just striking everybody out. And mm-hmm. then his first start, and you knew something was wrong. You know, and the velocity went down. It's like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of, uh, was it, did he hurt the arm again? So the good news is he didn't hurt the arm. Now, that's right. good. Bad news is latch strain. I imagine all-star break you'll see him now. You know, mm-hmm. and then even that might be uh, questionable because they're, they're going to play it very cautious with him. Very cautious. So even when he's ready to pitch, he's going to probably go back down to the mines, do another couple of rehab starts before he gets puts back in here. And then the good news is this. If and when he returns, as I, said, I think it'll be around the All-Star break, he will not have an innings limit because he will not have pitched that, that much this year. So you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. that. But I still think they're going to take it easy with him during games. You know, he'll have a pitch count. That's almost certain. Mm-hmm. Whether that's 90, 100, you know, 85, none of this would shock me. You know, those mm-hmm. things could change if the Cardinals stay in the contention. They may have to push him a little bit. I, I said I have him in a few leagues. I would, This was, a, I don't want to say crushing, but it was so disappointing when you when I heard about this. But if you watched this start, uh, I think it was Tuesday night or Wednesday night, you knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I had him on one of my uh, leagues. Um, I still have him on one of my teams. And, uh, you know, just riding my bench, biding my time. Uh, like you mentioned, we had so much hope after what he had done in his rehab starts. But we'll see. But it, it looks like it's going to be a long absence. But uh, so... Um, coming, I can't believe that we're done with our uh, first hour, George. It's just uh, you're so easy to talk to. But when we come back, <laughs> we'll uh, <laughs> we'll start talking a little fantasy football, and then we'll get back to baseball. Lots of baseball news still to cover, but uh, I want to cover a little fantasy football as well. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. <laughs> 